Today is Friday, February 2nd, 2024, and this is a Daily Inc. update. The Federal Reserve met this week and walked away from the meeting without cutting interest rates. The decision to do so apparently won't be made until inflation starts dropping down closer to 2%. Fed Chairman Jerome Powell said that almost everyone taking part in this meeting agreed that more data needs to come in before they will move to cut the rates. Joe Biden is suddenly very interested in prayer and East Palestine, Ohio. Biden attended the annual prayer breakfast in Washington, D.C. this week, and he also announced that after a full year since the disastrous train derailment and toxic poisoning of vinyl chloride into the streets of East Palestine, that he will go there to visit. The mayor of East Palestine, Trent Conaway, says Biden should wait one more year and make the visit on his book tour. Conaway spoke on Fox News. I wrote a letter to him. Uh, about a month ago, saying that, you know, I think he needed to come. And I was gracious in the letter. Uh, I think he needs to see what's going on here. Do you still stand by that comment about the book tour? I 100% stand by the comment about the book tour. I I think that's the best time for him. Him personally is, you know, his Joe Biden. That's the best time for Joe Biden to come. Uh, I think the best time for him to come would have been whenever, you know, whenever this happened. The House Oversight Committee is moving forward in its impeachment inquiry of Joe Biden. A letter has been sent to the White House counsel regarding the National Archives and Records Administration. The House committee is demanding access to all drafts of the speech within NARA that Joe Biden made when he was vice president, where he bragged to a crowd that he had demanded that the Ukrainian prosecutor Victor Shokin be fired in order for that country to get a billion-dollar loan guarantee from the U.S., Oversight Chairman James Comer already requested those documents months ago, but the White House refused to permit NARA to release them to Congress. In the letter, Comer pointed out how the White House provided Congress with presidential records related to the Trump administration in a very timely manner, and he wants the White House to do the same in this case and to stop their delay tactics. The Texas Military Department is doing a little trolling these days. The TMD posted a picture of two flags on their ex-account, The American flag is flying at the TMD headquarters in Austin, Texas, but beneath it is the Gonzalez flag, which is a picture of a cannon and the words, come and take it, written underneath. The Gonzalez flag was part of the Texas Revolution. This all comes as the state of Texas makes a stand against the Biden border policy, which is facilitating the whole-scale invasion of the U.S. by millions of illegal aliens who are coming across the U.S.-Mexico border from as far away as China and the Middle East. They're gaining asylum as well as taxpayer-funded benefits to continue living here in the U.S., and they're even displacing the care and resources that are intended for veterans through the Veterans Administration. Florida Governor Ron DeSantis is not wasting any time in helping Texas now that he's off the presidential campaign and back at the governor's desk. DeSantis has ordered 1,000 National Guardsmen from Florida to head over to Texas to help them fight the illegal border crossings. So if Texas is helping to erect barriers, putting up razor wire, doing other things to keep illegal aliens out, I want to be helpful with them doing that. I don't want to be part of the federal government trying to tear down these barriers and let more people in illegally. This is crazy that this is the case. Uh, So today uh, we are going to fortify our presence along the southern border. Uh, We're providing up to one battalion of Florida National Guard, uh, as well as uh, our first ever deployment of the Florida State Guard. The U.S. Supreme Court will be considering a case that addresses bump stocks attached to guns. 
The Supreme Court has refused to consider three other prior cases that address the bump stocks, but now oral arguments on the case of Garland versus Cargill have been scheduled to take place in the coming weeks. This case has been within the court system and appellate system since 2018. It all started with the Bureau of Alcohol, Tobacco, and Firearms announcing a new regulation to have bump stock owners turn in their devices to the government and for the government to further ban the use of bump stocks, classifying them as a tool to enable a firearm to become automatic or similar to a machine gun. The Firearms Policy Coalition is opposed to this new regulation, and they're part of the lawsuit. They call it a violation of the U.S. Constitution and accuse the ATF of redefining the term that were established 20 years ago in order to infringe upon America's gun rights. The Sage Journals is publishing a peer-reviewed study that makes a direct link between the increase in heart failure and myocarditis to the COVID-19 mRNA shots. The study used the U.S. government's own data, which was placed into the VAERS system, which is the Vaccine Adverse Event Reporting System. That system is managed by the Center for Disease Control. The study found that myocarditis reports after vaccination in 2021 saw a jump of 223 times the average for all vaccines released prior to the COVID-19 jab. Myocarditis emerged in 69% of males who got the COVID-19 mRNA shot. 70% of those who got the myocarditis had to receive emergency care and hospitalization with 3% dying. Doctors who took part in this study were Jessica Rose, Nicholas Pulcher, and Peter McCullough. These national story updates have been brought to you by Open Inc., a website that is a repository of documents for those who like deep digging, critical thinking, and true journalism where the facts speak for themselves. Up next, a preview of what is coming and what is available on the Open Inc. website. Throughout this week, the stories that I have been focused on in this Daily Inc. section have been election issues and voting issues going on in the state of Georgia. Now I want to zoom out a little bit further and bring your attention to what has been revealed by red state media regarding the Republican National Committee and where it's allocating its money ahead of the 2024 presidential election. This is a big year. Well, the best way to do this is to play audio of a breakdown that occurred of the recently released budget numbers from both the RNC and the Democratic National Committee. This breakdown is expertly done by Charlie Kirk on The Charlie Kirk Show as he talks to Jennifer Van Lahr at Red State Media. Van Lahr was the first to do this deep dive into the budget numbers and high levels of spending that were occurring within the RNC under the leadership of Chairwoman Ronna McDaniel. Jennifer, you have here in the documents that are now going to be going public, uh, the RNC, uh, despite raising less money than the DNC, uh, spent $1 million on management consulting. The DNC spent $114,000 on management consulting. What is management consulting? Well, it's it's a category that really doesn't have a lot of deliverables. It has uh, just coaching for executives. It could be almost anything that they decide they want it to be. It could also be not much of anything, uh, something where they just want to toss some money to people. I'm not accusing them of that, of saying that's what they did, but there's just, it's pretty nebulous and there's not really anything to show for it. Yeah. So the next one, Jennifer, I want to go through is flowers. You know, we hit the RNC for spending all this money on flowers and floral arrangements um, and they laughed and they just kept on doing it. The RNC hates you guys so much that even though we exposed them last year, they said, huh, 
You caught us. We're going to keep doing it. The RNC spent $70,328 on flowers. The DNC spent $795 on flowers. Jennifer, what's going on here? It's just insane. And everyone should remember, this is just in a 13-month period. So I'm not good at math, so I'm not even going to try to divide that. But that's a lot of flowers every month. And they don't have that many events. And like you said last year when we spoke, I think as a donor, you would rather win than have flowers at events. That's nearly $6,000 a month, nearly, that they're spending on flowers. That's 6000 Meanwhile, the DNC, $795. Let's go to the next line item here, Jennifer. Um, the RNC spent $39,000 on voter file maintenance stuff they should be spending on. Their counterparts, the DNC, spent $235,000 on voter file maintenance, uh, nearly six times more than the RNC. Why is the RNC spending so much on flowers and not as much on voter file maintenance versus the DNC? Yeah, I would rather take that entire floral arrangements budget and put it into voter file maintenance, and it still wouldn't be doing everything we need. And uh, when I sent it to the producer, I'm not sure if you have the screenshot, but the states in which the DNC spent the money were battleground states. We spent money in Virginia, which is a battleground, and then a bunch in Hawaii. It doesn't make sense. Well, it makes sense if you're trying to shore up the national committee position in Hawaii because you're afraid that you might be voted out as chair. Another really incredible line item is get out the vote texting. So since Rana is spending $70,000 on flowers, when the Democrats spend $700 on flowers, the Democrats, if they spent $235,000 on voter maintenance, the Democrats, 40, uh, Republicans, 40000 but this is the kicker, GOTV texting. The Democrats spent $1.6 million to get out the vote. Republicans spent $86,000. How is that possible, Jennifer? Jennifer? Well, it's possible when you don't have the infrastructure to get these things done. There was one vendor that the DNC uh, sent that amount to, and it was a vendor that created things through the community organizing process. I'm not sure if it was through AOC or a different uh, type of candidate like her, but they, this uh, tech ecosystem that they built created this ability to send out all the bulk texts and have uh, accurate voter files because the DNC is spending on that. So the RNC just doesn't have the infrastructure to do it. So they just kind of toss some money at it to be able to say, oh, we're doing get out the vote texting. And it's just totally not enough. Here's the takeaway. The DNC is running a lean operation, outraising the RNC, spending their resources on get out the vote, voter file maintenance. The RNC is not raising as much money, but it has this over um, this incredible albatross of garbage that is occurring there. Following this report, Catherine Engelbrick of True the Vote posted a comment on Truth Social saying it is breathtaking to see how much money was spent by the RNC in the past year with so little to show for it and how little was spent on what matters most in winning elections, like voter roll maintenance. Engelbrick points out that her organization, True the Vote, has spent 10 times the 39000 that the RNC spent in 2023 on voter roll maintenance because the goal is to do things right in this area. Engelbrecht also said that this type of stupid management of money from the RNC also reveals how grassroots movements are accomplishing so much more in their efforts and are actually rendering both major political parties irrelevant.
And with that, I want to remind you of the new initiative that True the Vote has put out on their website, which is a way for a person to check out their voter registration, especially when it comes to a state that they've recently moved out of, if they want to make sure that their names have been removed from those voter rolls because they no longer should be voting there. You can check out that feature if you go to truethevote.org forward slash registration and be sure and pass along this great tool to others who would benefit from it as well. Thanks for listening to this Daily Inc. update.